Вітаю вас, любі радіослухачі, на нашій передачі «Наш голос. Радіо Українського коріння», яке передається на хвилі CHLY 101.7 FM у місті Нанайму. При мікрофоні Оксана. Hello there and welcome to наш голос Ukrainian Roots Radio. Coming to you on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful Nanaimo. I'm Oksana and Polina will join me as well. We'll be with you for the next two hours. In the show, a book review, interviews with interesting people who will update us on the war in Ukraine and how you can help innocent people there. Other items on interest and, of course, Ukrainian music. Stay with us next two hours. Thank you. 
today we will talk about um, our help to Ukrainians on our Vancouver Island. And my guest is Carmen McNamara. She is uh, organizer of uh, Help uh, Ukraine Vancouver, from Vancouver Island. She creates amazing website with a lot of uh, resources, and she is the first who answers immediately to any question. I'm so surprised, and I'm so wondering how it's possible to do this for one lady who is really busy with her work, too. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> it was like a small joke. We decided to talk at 5 a.m. in the morning because I think she is serious about that, but not. It's, uh, she's actually serious. I'm not. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's an incredible lady. So, hi. Hi, Oksana. Just first, how are you feeling today? I'm, not, I'm good. The sun's shining. How are you? Yeah, the same. Great. And um, let's talk about uh, how, for, how many people already came and what is done on the island. So, sure. Uh -huh. So as of right now, we have 311 people that have come through our program. Um, my best guess is that there's about 500 people total. Um, obviously it's hard to keep track of people that don't come through our program because unless they tell us that they exist, we don't know that they're here. Um, it, and just for some more general numbers for your listeners, because I know they're not just on Vancouver Island. Um, the numbers I looked at yesterday, uh, 300,000 Ukrainians have applied for Q8 visas in Canada, 145,000 have been approved. Um, since January 1st, 55,000 Ukrainians have arrived in Canada. Um, and just for context, um, I think this is important, especially for people that have been in Canada for some time. Um, 55,000 Ukrainians have arrived in the last six months. Comparing that to uh, Canada's biggest official refugee effort, which is uh, rescuing Afghan refugees, um, 14,000 Afghan refugees have arrived in the last 12 months. So we've got approximately seven times the number of Ukrainian refugees arriving in Canada as Afghan refugees. So the volumes that we're dealing with are um, completely unprecedented. That's a very big amount of people. And it's very hard, probably, uh, to help everyone immediately, very short time. Because it's not a refugee, like refugee waiting for a long time. And here's a very short time. And uh, I think for you and for people like you, that you have to have like 10 times more hours in a, in a day for that. Yeah, so essentially um, where we are at, because we just simply don't have federal resources, um, it's, it's approximately a three to one ratio that we need just to set people up with support. So we need three Canadians assisting for every one Ukrainian that we can help just to be able to provide them with a basic level of support. Um, and so right now, um, you know, we have approximately 125 hosts who are actively hosting. We have about 650 volunteers who are volunteering in various capacities. Um, and it it just never seems like there is enough 
money or time or people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of requests is still on waiting list, probably. Yes. Uh, as of yesterday, we had 1,315 people on our waiting list. And we currently have 12 vacant hosts. Oh. So we are very yes. quickly running out of host families. Thousands times. More than thousands yeah. times. That's, yeah. that's too much. And uh, how f- they see the situation with... Uh, their own help or their expectation to help and reality, how hard it's for them, for them to match this expectation and real how the life real is getting, is going with newcomers. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, we seem to have, we, we seem to have two different groups of Canadians who want to help. Um, the first group Um, is the group that we've actually gotten pretty good at communicating with. Um, one of the things that Help Ukraine VI does is try to set some really clear expectations, both on the side of the guests and on the side of the hosts, as to who is responsible for what and what they can expect the first 90 days to look like. Um, reality is that, and, and your listeners will know this better than I do, people who are coming here are traumatized. They're fleeing war. They're not going to be emotionally stable. They're going to respond in ways that seem bizarre. They may seem ungrateful. And if we can prepare our hosts for this, then generally they do okay. Obviously, there are good days and bad days, and we get questions, but we don't tend to have a lot of what I would deem problems. On the other hand, um, we have a large number of people who want to help, um, but have these expectations as to what they think help should look like. And for example, I might get an angry email from someone because they want to donate a piano and I have no room to store said piano. And so they're mad at me because I won't take their piano. And That's unfortunate, but not particularly useful. Um, at this point, I don't really have time or energy to deal with people who want to help on their terms. Um, if they're helping in a way that is actually helpful in some way, of course, I will, I will take their help. Um, but demanding that they be able to help in a specific way that's convenient to them um, is not helpful. Mm-hmm. But I understand especially with donations, so many people want to donate things and uh, really it's hard to find where to keep this. Well, it's hard to find where to keep them and it's what people want to donate is not necessarily what people need. Right. Um, right. You know, we do to a certain extent need clothing um, and bedding and so on, but it's actually the numbers are lower than you would think and Um, all of our free stores are currently bursting at the seams. They have nowhere to put anything. Um, and so if someone would like to donate something, I'd like them to donate a warehouse where we can keep all these things. That would be the most useful. If they find their own rent, so probably yeah. they need more things. But when they guessed, that's actually they don't know how much they need in the future. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and not that people don't need these things, but... You know, things like clothing and bedding are really easy. We have partnerships with the Salvation Army and with other thrift stores. And so we can send people to existing services to get what they need without having to create that service ourselves. 
And because of the limited amount of time and resources and energy that we have, that's the preferable model. If something exists, then we don't want to run that. Um, I would much rather turn it over to somebody who's an expert at running that thing already and be able to use our time and resources for things that don't exist. Mm-hmm. Our program asks for a minimum of 90 days. And that's the, that is our standard. And that's the standard for other similar organizations across the country. Um, I do have some cases where the guests and hosts have gotten along well and the guests have stayed longer. Um, in particular, where this seems to work really well is where the host is actually rent, is actually offering a separate unit. Um, so they may have a basement suite or, or something like that um, that is empty for whatever reason. And so the guest lives there rent free for three months and then um, they get a job and they're starting to be independent. And if their relationship is working well, then frequently the host is willing to let the guest stay. They just need to pay rent. And at that point, the guest would need to pay rent anyway. That's very reasonable. And um, so those situations are fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's good if the guest can stay later. Yeah. And, uh, next, uh, my question is about jobs. How hard to find jobs for newcomers? Not at all. It's the easiest part. The easiest. It's easy. Um, How the... many people already found jobs? <sighs> so maybe not number, just in general, like half of um, them, maybe less than half. Well. Let me let me put it to you this way, because people are arriving all the time, right? And so I um the average amount of time that it takes to get a um living wage full-time job is mm-hmm. six weeks. Mm-hmm. So for someone who arrives here, is staying with a host, they need to get their paperwork done and so on. And then to find a job that pays them enough to live here is six weeks. So that means it's it's a very short amount of time. Uh Um, It's not uncommon for people to get a job of some kind in the first week. Um, It just may not be a living wage job or the job that they want or so on. Um, A couple, uh, um, I have a couple of examples of people who came with really special skills. For example, um, IT developers, that kind of thing. Um, they're getting jobs within eight weeks and they make more than I do. Oh, <laughs> so, and, and good for them. They have very yeah, specialized so skills. Um, yeah. And, and even for those who, who's, you know, don't have specialized skills or whose English is, is not ideal. They're getting jobs that are making 21, $22 an hour. Um, often, you know, cleaning rooms at hotels or working construction or whatever, this may not be an ideal job for the rest of their life, but it's paying their bills. They're reasonable jobs, they're reasonable wages, and it's allowing them to gain some independence. Um, One of the underlying themes that I'm getting from Ukrainians who are coming here is they want to be independent. They want to work. They want to start a new life. Um, It's clear to me that that people who take the time to move literally halfway around the world to start a new life are not people looking for handouts. That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And how hard is it for 
women with children? Yeah, so definitely um, for women with children, it's harder because you have to balance um, working and childcare. And getting the job is not difficult. You know, I, I'm thinking in particular of three, three single mothers that I know who had jobs within the first month. That is not a problem. It's getting the child care that's trickier. And so we're starting to get creative. I know that the Ukrainian uh, Cultural Society of Vancouver Island has started reimbursing $500 per child. Um, for helping to pay for child care that gets them through the summer. Many of these children will be in school um, come September. Um, you know, some of them are partnering with other mothers to trade off babysitting. Um, so it's the same problems that I would see with a Canadian single mother, which is not to say that these are not problems, but they're not specific Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think. This kind of Canadian lifestyle, what, what is yes. not Ukrainian lifestyle, and right. probably it's uh, made some people confusion and not comfortable. Totally. Yes. Totally. And uh, another my question, you said people got some money for children. This money is getting from volunteers, from donation, right? It's not That's right. government money. No, we have not received a dime of government money. Uh-huh. And uh, um, recently I saw the message that's not enough already. So I think I need to put that into context. Um, we, or I shouldn't say we, because technically that's the Ukrainian. So there's the Ukrainian Cultural Society of Vancouver Island, uh, often referred to as the Ukrainian Cultural Center, which is a separate entity from Help Ukraine Vancouver Island. Of course, we work together, we work in concert, we communicate with each other, but we are two separate organizations. And those funds are coming from donations to the Ukrainian Cultural Society. Um, and they pro- then they process and accept donations for childcare, bus passes, phone, medical exams, and really those are the only things. Occasionally there may be a- an incidental. Um, but what's happening is that they are now receiving applications for, for people who are not on the island, for things that are not on that approved list. And so they're getting this monumental number of applications that they have to go through in order to approve the appropriate ones. And so they just received such a huge number of applications that they needed to pause them so they could go through them, see which of the applications are legitimate and then they'll restart again knowing that they have money but until but the the decision was to close the applications until they could figure out exactly how much money they had because until they go through the applications they don't know which ones are legitimate and which ones aren't and i guess if i was to make a request of your listeners um it's that please don't put in applications for things that aren't legitimate um We encourage people to who are on the island who have legitimate expenses to please submit those applications for reimbursement. That's what it's there for. But when we're or when they are receiving applications from people who are in Europe or applications from people who are in Ontario or applications for things like rent or food, 
those are not approved expenses. And yet those applications still have to be processed by volunteers. And it's delaying the distribution of funds for people who need it. That's understandable. That's very hard. How many volunteers do you have? On that particular project, yes. Um, it, it so that is the board of the UCSVI, and it's three people. Oh, just three people. For, for there are three people oh. on that project. And as as Andrei again, Andrei is on the board of the, but he is not on that particular project. On that particular project is Dwayne, Devon, and Victoria. Uh-huh. And uh, usually you work with people in Victoria. How things are going in north? on north of the islands, uh, like Kovic and Wally, Naimo, Comox? Good, good. So I had, um, I've had some really good meetings this week, um, in particular with people from uh, the Cowichan Valley, from Nanaimo, from Comox, and from Campbell River. I've been making an effort to reach out to those groups and um, get those things in order and make sure that we are um, supporting those areas as much as we are supporting Victoria. Um, Nanaimo and Comox Valley have started to organize their own meet and greet events, which is fantastic. Um, we have also opened up, um, telegram groups for each of those areas for Ukrainians and, and whomever else wants to, to join in the chat. And those chats are generally in Ukrainian, which I think is really nice for our guests. Um, I can send you the links if you want to post the links to those telegram chats, they're open to anyone. Um, and we've also started a host support group, um, which is open to any host on Vancouver Island. Um, and that is, is allowing them to get more support and also get connected within their communities. Okay, sounds great. People are self-organizing and they're doing cool things. And I'm very happy to promote them. I just need to know about them. Actually, yes, you said amazing idea to organize all together hosts. And uh, probably they will enjoy to share their experience and ask for help from other hosts because maybe one person, one family cannot do everything. No, it was really cool, though. I found out yesterday that one of the hosts in Comox Valley had started to organize meet and greets, like totally of her own accord. She wasn't a host that came through us. She was just this random person who had started hosting. Mm-hmm. And um, a volunteer of ours found out about it and connected me with her. I had a fantastic hour-long conversation with this woman. She's organizing these events. She's running with them. And I said, okay, what do you need? Well, she wants me to do some promoting of what she's already doing, which is easy. We have a website. We can do that. And then we're going to give her a little bit of money for a budget for food. Uh-huh. Fabulous. And then, and this is this, and that way she is able to run the event in a way that makes sense up in Comox. So I'm super excited about it. Yes. Thank you for that. We can't do everything, but we can all do something. And it's been really neat watching people step up and do the things that they can do. Um, and something I've been really impressed by as, you know, we're, we're nearing the four months mark and many of our guests are moving out on their own is I'm starting to get requests from people who came in as guests going, okay, now I'm settled. I want to volunteer. And that is incredibly heartwarming to see because that is the way we're going to get through this long-term is by helping each other. Actually, you do such incredible help. 
in the, my immigration history and my friends that we have never seen like this welcome never 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 even like 10 percent like this that's awesome yes. thank you um, okay. I, we thank couldn't you. we it, it's a community also i would remind today will be when the show is going exactly this time in victoria if you're close to this area and you have guests in victoria cultural center will be service pop-up meeting which means every service that newcomers need will be in one place and will be done in maximum 10-15 minutes yes well no not 10-15 minutes probably more like 90 minutes 90 oh I, I came with uh, one newcomer <laughs> and we done in 10 minutes it was so fast I checked that's amazing <laughs> um something they've added for this one that I should share with your listeners is um, we complained so much to the BC government that their form for the um, help for the financial help wasn't working, that they're actually bringing in a specialty team okay. to help people with that form. Okay. So if people have been here a while, but they're having trouble accessing that those funds uh-huh. come to the event, there will be people there who can help you. And that like that is their entire job that day. OK, understand. Uh, yes, because I came with a guest before the, this program so we didn't have this question yeah. yet yeah and there's been some serious problems with that form there's I, i'm not even gonna mince words about that but they are bringing in a team to help which is great they are hearing the concerns they're solving them and that's that's what we want to see mm-hmm. okay thank you for the great interview for the information and stay in touch sounds great thanks Oksana. today with us was uh, Carmen McNamara, and she is organizer of Help Ukrainian in Vancouver Island. If you have any question, just just look on any Ukrainian pages, Facebook pages, Telegram pages, and you will find posts from her. I think she is doing 99% of posting the all information for us. And thank you so much for that. I'm just, I don't know how much Thanks, I can send you and how it can be enough for that. Thank you again. Ви слухаєте наш голос Радіо Українського коріння, котре подається вам на хвилі CHLY 101.7 FM у місті Нанайму. І з вами Оксана і Павлина. You're listening to Dash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo with your hosts Oksana and me, Pavlina. Облачком я вір похилений, спіла дна пташок примилений. Слухай, мила, як тут пташок співат, вже з любові нич добра не Yeah.
Мені сниться, як знову і знову Гуляємо з тобою по рідному Львову Там пахне весною і сонце сідає На березі річки, якої немає І дивляться левень на тебе ласкаво І варять бажання із запахом кави і вільно на розі між пеклом і раєм У Львові так просто своє не вмирає Тихай місто весни моє Місто весни моє 
Нежне століття загоює рани Ще до повноліття тут всі ветерани Наповнене світло минуле прощає Чомусь тут ніколи не хочеться чаю Не хочеться снігу, не хочеться слави Нехай дістається церквам з горгулами Ми просто з тобою вдвох погуляємо На березі річки, якої немає Тихає місто весни моє Ця сумна пісня в пам'ять про загиблого чоловіка моєї доброї подружки. Це сталася трагедія минулої суботи, і це було дуже важко сприйняти її. Це як особиста трагедія. Моя подруга і її чоловік рік чи навіть два перед війною захопилися тангом. І кожну суботу вони ходили на уроки з тангом. І ось у суботу, після того, як почалась війна, він зібрався і пішов. І сказав, що танго буде після війни. На жаль, він загинув теж у суботу. І як пам'ять про нього, про його геройські місяці, геройський поступок, ось наступне танго – 
українського композитора Богдана Василовського.
Na pyszy, na czużomu konwerci Też tak u liści nie zgadał I za krok do widważnej śmierci Bądź takim, jakim Bóg Tebie znał i poglań, jak na wkoło świtaje, i jak śniżej mogirno bliszczeć. Nie spieszy, najwora zaczekaje, się Przygadaj Toj sadok Koło chaty Gdzie pleka Swoim Rimalym Gdzie czyta Przed sną Tobie tato A ty Sudzi Koło wogny się Z nim i poglądaj, jak na wkolu świtaje, i jak śniżej ma wierno bliszczeć. Nie spieszy, najwora zaczekaje się my. Poverni svoj perši kohanja, naj duša jak to dizaše mi. Posmikne ti da ne ostane, kaše tak, tak hoć menše boli. I poglądaj, jak na wkolu świtaje, i jak śniżej ma wierno bliżej. Nie spieszy, najwona zaczekaje się my. Też tak 
у житті не сказав І за крок до відважної смерті Будь таким, яким Бог тебе знав І поглянь, як навколо світає І як світ неймовірно ближче Не спіши, дай вона зачекає Ще мить, потерпи, дай вона зачекає Ще мить, не спіши, вже весна наступає За мить Уже середина літа, а здається, ніби ось рік тільки почався Якесь це літо, як, як один день Досить важке, і ось я збираюся в Україну. Цього року немає такого нестерпного очікування, радісного очікування, а, скоріше навпаки, якийсь острах. Мені досить лячно побачити моїх друзів, подивитися їхні очі, поговорити. Я розумію, що вже не буде так, як було раніше такі зустрічі, це будуть досить важкі зустрічі. Але дуже хочеться мені їх усіх побачити і сподіваюся вести передачі з України. Можливо, треба було жити, як всі. А я хотів інакшим бути завжди так скучно Плисти по течії з ними Можливо, я не дав тобі теплоту І ти не знаєш погляд через фату Логічно, як можна було з тим жити Метронічного Берліна І наші тіні на стінах Місця щасливих людей А пам'ятаєш Балком під небом Мадрида І на трибунах коріди Місця щасливих людей Тягуча павути Зйомних квартир Від душі пробиті Сотнями дір Так страшно Коли не знаєш, що завтра Тепер я оглядаю Знаті часи І знаю ціну світло І полоси Не варто Шукати вини Крім себе Шенний шторм на Мальдівах На фотках ні заборілий Місця щасливих людей А пам'ятаєш Стар 
щасливих людей. Я 
так ищу тебе від що мене цілять звідусіль, тому що я сильна, я подолаю все, бо ти мене в своїх руках несеш. Наші ангели нас захищають від навали і тьми ворогів. Мої крила тебе обіймають, мої руки в крові чужаки. Вони ніжно встромили у спину, увірвавшись нахабно вночі. Але стали ми за Україну, єдині схрестивши у битві мечі. Відбудуємо все, повернуться, із далеких країв всі птахи. Очі твої мені посміхнуться, засміються ще знов дітлахи. Сильна нація, вільна, єдина, мирне небо, щасливе життя. Ми є всі твої, ми родина, і нехай буде так, буде так. Oksana Poporezhnik will be back with Nash Holos after these messages. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.